Alright, a couple quick housekeeping items and we'll get started. Glenn Yunus from Corner Unit Media is going to do his thing. Um, when you're passing by the front, if you wouldn't mind putting a name tag on, we'd really appreciate it so that people can see your name, start up a conversation, maybe do some deals together, what have you. Also, up there at the front, you will see that we have a photo booth. Uh, really cool thing where you can stand in front of it, you push the thing, it takes your picture, you can email it to yourself. What should we do about this audio? Tell her to get Rob. Okay. That's fine. Okay, we'll keep going. Maybe we'll have Get back. Maybe we'll have a little audio fix in the meantime. Apologize about that. Also, um, in case anyone has been here before and they've heard us do. Uh... Here you go. All right, plan B. Hold on. Go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. Turn that up. I will. How's that sound? Can you hear me from that thing? Okay. It's not painful anymore. All right. Good. Sorry about that. Um, like I was saying, if you've been here in the past and you've heard us do the real estate stories where people, clients, um, other attendees will come up and tell a quick five-minute story, good, bad, something that something that people can learn something from. If anybody wants to do a five-minute story, just let us know. Tell me you're Jason or Tony, and you can come up and, and do your thing. It's really entertaining. I got great feedback from people about it. So if anybody wants to contribute, I know not everyone wants to jump up here on the microphone, but if you want to, you are more than welcome. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. Quick question, how many people have seen a Hard Money Bankers video or Ooh, email question. or social or anything like that? Okay, probably about half the room, that's great. All of our video and our social and our content stuff is done by Glenn and his team of Corner Unit Media, and it's you know, a, a big part of the reason why people are in this room and have been attracted to our company as clients and to our, our meetup as well. So as you know, people spend a lot of their time nowadays on social media, so if you do it right, you can turn it into a good business result as well. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Yeah. With that, here's Glenn. Hello, hello, everybody. How are we? I'm very shy, so just bear with me, please. Um, some of you may know that uh, my background is in traditional media, so um, you may have heard me on the mic, seen me on television. George Santos in the back, we do some foundation work together, Mike Shock as well. So uh, Jason and Chris, owners of Hard Money Bankers, thank you guys for being a client, and thank you guys for having me here to speak. I think we're going to do this thing in two parts. I think the first part is I just want to sort of have a discussion with you guys about content and media and consumption because it's changing rapidly. Uh, generally at these meetup groups, it's very, very real estate, finance, money focused. This one's going to be a little different. Certainly there's a marketing component to what we do, but I think the first half, I want to talk to you guys about the shift in audience consumption because that's where I'm an expert. I spent 15 years at the highest levels of media, radio and TV, at a national radio show at Sirius XM for five years. I spent four years in Baltimore covering the Ravens, doing their pregame show and having my own evening show, top-rated show in Baltimore. I was at Fox Sports Radio out of LA and DC and also Clear Channel, the largest radio company in the country. I produced for Showtime inside the NFL. Media is my thing. So I know it cold. A couple years ago, I decided to get out of the studio and open my own company. It's really based around audience consumption. How does an audience, how do people consume a message, any message? Sports message, my background originally or marketing message if you own a company if you want to sell property if you want to sell a car real estate whatever it is you need to get that message you need to let people know what you have so they can consume it from you that's what I'm an expert at that's what my company does so I think it's important to know that 
Radio's dying, TV's dying, print already died and sort of had a rebirth. And you have to understand that to know where to spend your money because if you're not marketing, you're not really in business. Jimmy Harris, thank you very much. That's what we were talking about earlier today. And I can't really see because of the glare. So I don't know if Jimmy's standing behind here or anywhere. But let me ask this question because I can ask a question about what, what social media do you use? But instead of doing that, because we'd have all these different hands, raise your hand if you are not on social media of any type. Exactly. No way. <laughs> I don't believe it. Dinosaur. You're not on social media of any type? Think that? Not, not the company, no. No, 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 you. We mean not the company. The company doesn't have a Well, that, well, we can help you with that. No, but I mean, you personally are not ever on a social media platform. Everyone in this room has used it. All right, let me ask, let, let, anyone who wants to jump answer this question. Has anyone not watched a video on their phone? You've never watched a video on your phone? I still have a flip phone. Fantastic. God bless you, brother. Keep running from the fuzz, brother. <laughs> Keep running from the fuzz. Good for you. I hope they never find you. I won't tell a, I won't tell a soul. All right, so that's one outlier in a room of uh, 75 people or so. The point is, Everything is here now, everything. And maybe it's your laptop, but it's here. Another question, does anybody have a desktop computer that they use on a regular basis? Okay, about a third of the room. A desktop, is that at home or at work? At work. And what about at home? Two people, three people, four people? Desktops at home? How old are those desktops? <laughs> right. Do you find yourself getting frustrated with the level of speed and you probably end up going to your phone to do most of your stuff? Or your iPad? All right, so let's get to TV for a second. Has anyone ever heard of the term second screen? Have we heard of second screen? Okay, good. So in marketing, in television, in media, the TV, these, the dirty Yankees game, will be considered the first screen, right? That's your main TV. Then they'd call the second screen your tablet, your iPad, your phone, what have you. We've actually evolved so fast and so much forward in the audience consumption game that your second screen, which is your phone, is turning into your first. And anyone that has kids or nephews and nieces, that TV's on, but that is not the first screen. Your phone is your first. You were, you know, it's on. You're on the couch. You, I, I can tell you right now, if my wife is not at the gym, she is at home. BravoGarbage.com is on TV, and she is in her phone looking at some person she's never met's video of the day. 100% guaranteed 32-year-old sitting on the couch right now. Unless she's, no, she's not, she's at the gym. But when she gets home, I promise you that's what's happening. So if I want her, a 32-year-old working woman who is a buyer of who knows what, but a buyer and is engaged and locked in the TV, they can run an ad on Bravo all day long. She's not, it doesn't even exist. She is on her phone. I'm finding her here. That's where I'm finding her. I'm finding buyers, I'm finding sellers. That's where we live, that's where they live. So, your company's not on social media, right? Sir, chicken tenders? What's your company do? <laughs> Who's eating chicken before? Wholesale <laughs> Okay. Um, 
do have a website. Okay, Investor good. Investor Care. I'm sorry? Investor Care. Investor Care? Okay. Oh, okay. Good. How's that working for you? Uh, it's relatively new, but good. yes, it is working. So, you raised your hand that you name a Facebook page, and you right away knew to preface it by saying the company. Which would lead me to believe that you think that your company probably should have one, and that's why you sort of jumped out early and said our company doesn't have one, right? Okay. So, oh, good. Perfect. Sure. So, I have a client that is, uh, this is just, I'll just be honest with you, I'll tell you a little bit about them. I won't tell you the name, but they're a large accounting firm in Bethesda, Maryland. They have the 12th floor of a building, right? They have 59 or 69 employees, they're a big company. Did not have a Facebook page. The partner that brought me in, a guy named Patrick, one of his clients is a doctor's conglomerate, their healthcare provider in Howard County, they're a client of mine. And they saw a spike, and this is a true story, they saw a spike in the revenue in the, in the last 12 months. He said, how is this? Connor at the doctor's place said, Glenn and Corner Unit Media run all of our stuff. And where I win with them, we do a lot on Facebook. We actually do a lot of Google AdWords for them. But where we win, because they have a monster database, and this is a primary care, urgent care provider that have been around 25 years, they have a huge database. It's something we'll talk about in part two. So we win on their email database in a major way for them, in a major way. Social media is just part of the digital stuff that we do. And so Patrick said, you have to introduce me to Glenn and his team. So we took a meeting and I met with the partners. And one of the partners at the accounting firm said, we don't need Facebook. No one's looking for our services. They're, they do corporate audits and GovCon and uh, nonprofit stuff. They're not on. So what's your biggest, uh, what's your biggest, um, your biggest rival? Who, who's your biggest competition? Uh, so-and-so accounting XYZ. Pull out your phone, look them up. Their Facebook page was awesome. They've got 5,000 likes. They had all kinds of beautiful posts. And she was like, oh, I think we need a Facebook page. That's why I'm here. That's what we do. Your audience, and we'll show it later on. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but it's fine. 72% of online, this was six months ago, so I'm sure it's more now. 72% of online users are on Facebook. Facebook is Google. It is where everybody lives. Now, there are different reasons for different platforms, and you have to know that because you can't just sort of syndicate information for your business. Personal, too, on all these different platforms expecting the same result. Twitter is not the same as Instagram, is not the same as Facebook, is not the same as YouTube, is not the same as Google. But when I say Facebook is Google, it's to say that everyone, Google's the internet, right? It used to be AOL was the internet. AOL's no longer the internet. Ted Leonsis owns basketball teams and stuff and film companies now, because AOL's not where it's at, but he made a bunch of money there, and then he put it into the next place. And he owns Verizon Center, Capital One, and he owns a bunch of assets, which is the reason you guys are all here in real estate. You have to be where people's attention is. And that's what Facebook, that's what social media, that's what Instagram does, that's what a website. So in part two, we'll talk about where to get started. And I think it's important for, this is for sole proprietors, guys doing one-off deals, or large companies that are doing wholesales. Um, we, we did some stuff for Equity Warehouse. They needed some rebranding. We helped them with that, helped build a website. They have a staff and they manage a lot of it on their own. No problem. But you have to have a website. It's your front door. It's your curb appeal, right? We'll bring it in real estate terms. It's your curb appeal. You go to a house and it has no curb appeal. You're not buying that house. You're not going to look at that house. I mean, for us in the investor world, and I own a few rental properties myself and in some real estate, but 
not not to the level of some of you. I know Mike has many properties. I'm not at that level yet, Mike, but we'll get there. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Shock. <laughs> But that's your front door. You have to have the website. Then you have to have an email database. Look at the email database as a living room, and I'm, I'm giving away part two, but we'll get back into it. And then you, you have to have a Facebook page because a Facebook page is, it's an alternate website. It really is. It's an alternate website. When you Google your name, your company's name, whomever, your website may come up if you spend money or if it's a unique name and you're in a unique market or it may just come up because it gets a lot of traffic. A bunch of other things will come up. Your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram will pop up. Period. You have to be on there because you have to know where people are, what they're doing there. So here's what, we'll just use Facebook as a broad term, but it's all social media. When you go onto Facebook, people tell you what they want. You can search for how much money people make. You're trying to, let's do it. I have a real estate agent client. Mike, you know the MD Home Team. You know Josh Mente, they come to the, they're, they're, they're a client. And we handle their social media. We don't do their website. They have an incredibly uh, real estate specific uh, lead capture website. It's basically a it's basically a squeeze page, but it's a it's a front facing website. It's really incredible, and they pay a, a company out of uh, Charleston to do that. It's a real estate specific uh, website, and that's also a CRM database behind it. So we handle the strategy for them, and we handle their social for them. And we can track links and, I mean, you, the data we can provide is bananas. They let us run it and it runs great. But if they wanna sell a house in a certain zip code, and this is what is specific for you guys, you can type in the age range of people that you wanna find on Facebook. You can type if they are visiting the area or if they live in the area. You can target how much money they make. You can target what their interests are, their jobs, all kinds of amazing, crazy things. It's, it's so specific it would make you think that you're working and living in the dark web, but it's not. It's for anybody. It's for everybody. And it is wildly powerful, and it is crazy inexpensive. So let's rewind into traditional media for a second in advertising and how people used to spend money if you're a company and you want to market. Some of us work for work or still do work for large companies that have a budget and it needs to get spent or else. They want to buy a billboard? God bless you. You want marketplace ubiquity? No problem. Buy a billboard. Can you quantify that billboard? Not at all. Do you know how many eyeballs are looking at that billboard? No. Does the person who's taking calls at your office ask you how you found out about us? Sure. Does the person remember most times? Probably not. Do they say billboard and then someone notches it down and they give it to the salesperson and it says this came from billboard? Sure. Is that real data? Of course it's not. Of course it's not. You can't find where that lead came from. Let's talk about radio. Radio, they use thing called PPM, personal people meters, okay? Let's say for an area of Baltimore, it's market 26, 26th largest market in the country, okay? New York's number one, Los Angeles number two, Chicago's number three, so on and so forth, right? Baltimore's 26. They give you personal people meters. Drive time, morning and afternoon, maybe there's 30 meters on. They take those 30 meters and extrapolate that out through the entire market and that's how you get your, t your radio ratings. So you heard me up here at the beginning telling you I had the top rated show when I left CBS. It means nothing. 15 people were listening at the same time and I got lucky they all were tuned into the station that I was, big deal. Who cares? That's not a real number, that's not hard data. It's data, it's what we go by, it's the best we have. 
But you can't track that. TV Nielsen, same thing. They put a box in your house. People report on what they're watching. They take a very small sample size, not even a percent, and they extrapolate it out into an entire market. That's not real data. Google, Facebook, website analytics, Twitter insights, that's real data. That's how you know people are coming to your website, how you know people are looking at your property. That's, that's where it's at for me. That's real data. So when I tell you TV and radio, traditional media and newspaper is dying, I have no idea how many people saw an ad in the classifieds, in the Baltimore Sun, in the Washington Post. I have no clue. And again, going back to it, do you guys have somebody in your office tracking how leads came into you to let you know, oh yeah, I saw the ad in the Gazette. You didn't see the ad in the Gazette. Give me a break. That's in the, that's in your dog cage. You no one's... All right, let's rewind. How many people get the newspaper to their house and read it every day? Or read it twice a week? The youngest guy in the room up front. Love it. Right? Nobody. So who's advertising in the newspaper? Right. Nobody. Nobody. All right. Let's talk about cable cutting. Because I'm going to give you some real life examples. This is, just, this is just food for thought to understand where the world's going, part one. Part two, we'll get into some, some details, although I think this is pretty good details. Uh, before I ask you about your cable, everyone here have ESPN, pretty much? ESPN and ESPN2? So, just so you know, ESPN, and Mike, you probably know this. We might even talk about this. Maybe it was Russ. ESPN and ESPN2 get about $8 a household from you guys in your cable subscription. $8 a household. Eight bucks. It's a lot of money. Eight bucks a month. For every household that has ESPN and ESPN2, and chances are you have both. It's very rare that you call and say, I only want ESPN. It's, it's part of the sports package. You have it. ESPN will probably lose $750 million this year in cable cutters. 750 million, almost a billion dollars. They overspent on rights fees for the NFL Monday Night Football, which is now not the premier game Sunday night is. They overspent on basketball and college sports because the only thing people watch live, sporting events, because they don't want to miss out, fear of missing out, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Not, how many people have cut the cord? Do you know what that means? No more cable? One, two, a lot of them. Look at that. Netflix. Who has Netflix? Right. Nine bucks a month. Best nine dollars you ever spent, right? Yeah, ten. Uh, you want to know the truth? I use my buddy Brad's account. What's that? Do you really? Good for you. Good for you. You know, I actually consume much more audio than I do video, personally. Um, podcasts, radio, streaming, whatever it may be. Uh, that's, just, that's just me. I watch very few TV shows, but anyway. Nobody is watching. See, I did a video for my companies, uh, for our blogger, wherever the heck, oh, it's on, you know where it is? It's on Facebook and LinkedIn. Drive times are changing. No longer do we come home, wife's in the kitchen, Husband gets home, pours a gin and tonic, sits on the couch from 6 till 11.30, falls asleep with ice cream in his lap. You're not doing that anymore. No one's doing that. You're running for, I mean, <laughs> dad, get up. <laughs> and walk. No one's doing that anymore. That's not what we do. We don't watch TV all night until we have to go to work the next day. That's not, that's not how it is anymore. So you can't reach people that way anymore. You have to reach them in the digital space. So 
I, I want to I throw this out for a couple of questions because we, we touched on a few broad topics that I had written down, which is cable cutting, and I was going to get into phones, but you guys know, no one, who has landlines? Does anyone have landlines? Do you still have landlines? Do you use them? Yes. You do? Yes. Interesting. I have a landline. Do you know why? Because the uh, Verizon Fios brought it in as a bundle, and it's cheaper to have three than it is to have just the cable and the internet, because on their books, they, they're giving you three pieces of content. They're giving you three, you're a three-time customer. You're not just internet, you're not just cable, you're not just phone, you're all three. So they give you a discount so it looks like they're continuing to add subscribers and add pieces that you're buying from them. I have no idea where the landline, I, it, the notification does not come up on my television. I have no, someone said, can you send me a fax the other day? I was like, I don't know what that is. In my other life, I run a charitable foundation for uh, Ed Reed, the former Ravens safety. I've been running his foundation for about 10 years now. And we are building a park in Louisiana. And I had to fill out an RFP for the grassroots campaign uh, for the NFL. And uh, we hope to get it, by the way. And on there is one of the mandatory pieces that you have to fill out is a fax number. Oh, fax number. Who uses fax anymore? No, fax. I mean, I really, truly don't even know. Like Jason, Jason Balin at Hard Money Bankers. How long have you had a digital fax line? For seven years? Ten. Ten years. Right. All that stuff is gone. All the people that want to tell you that I'm just going to do it the way I always used to do it because that's the way we did it. They are gone. It's gone. It's over. It's not. Oh, well, you know what? By the time it catches up to me, I'll be retired. It's gone. It is over. We did a survey in this room. Everyone sitting here, except for a handful, I'm 38 years old. Most of you are older than I am. It is over. It's over. It's, it, it is over. My grandmother, who still thinks she's savvy, has a desktop, two iPads, and a smartphone. She's 88 years old. It is over. You have to talk to people where they live. They live online. They live on their phone. You, it just—it's just—it's just what it is. So, how does that pertain to you guys? Am I? How am I doing on time here? Oh, we're already late. Oh, it's break time already. All right. Before we get to break, because we'll, we'll, this is just general premises about where stuff is, and we'll get to website, database, Facebook here in the second part. And then if anyone has uh, pain points for their own real estate, we can certainly talk about that. Jason and Chris and Tony um, are here. But anyone have any questions so far about what we talked about or where they think the world is going in terms of content and consumption? And I do want to say one quick thing while you guys are thinking of questions, if you have any before we do break, I didn't realize it was 7.15 already, um, is you have to understand that the, when, when we say, we, what we call our company is a social focused digital agency. And that's really just a fun few words put together. We do a whole lot more than social media. And I haven't had to qualify it with my clients because they understand the greater scope, but it's something that I think is important when talking about social media. A lot of people have a negative connotation about social media because when they go on their personal Facebook and they follow their group of friends or whoever they friend, it's garbage. It's all garbage. I have good news for you. You can filter all of that out. You can mute those people. You can unfollow those people and you can even be so bold as to unfriend them. Now, they'll know if you unfriend them. 
But you can quietly mute them. You can quietly unfollow them. They're still your friend. If you want to reach out to them, you can, but you won't see their garbage in their feet. You don't like someone's political leanings. You don't like someone sitting or standing. Unfollow them. Well, I don't want to be part of all that garbage on social media. Great. Then don't put out garbage yourself. Then you won't be part of it. See, here's the good news about social media. We talked about TV, radio, newspaper. Who's in charge of putting out the content of all those things? The owner of these big conglomerate companies. CBS, Sun, right? All these huge companies, yes? Guess who's in charge of what content is put out on your social media platforms? You guys. You're in charge of your own megaphone. Never have we ever been in a world where we as an individual, a sole proprietor, a company, a large conglomerate, are in control of our own megaphone. We're here now. We control the message. We do. The masses. The individual. We do. Not them. It's a whole new world nowadays. You don't want to be part of the junk on social media? Unfollow people that are posting junk. You don't want to be on social media because you're afraid that the stuff that you're going to put out there is garbage like the other stuff you see? You're in control of that. It's very, very powerful. Website, Facebook, email database, social media. You're in charge of your megaphone for you, for your business. You should be taking advantage of it. We're taking a break. If you have any questions, I'll answer them. There's a cool photo booth. Take pictures. And uh, second half, we're going to get into some nitty gritty. Any questions? Thank you.